Hi everyone and welcome to the Career Uninterrupted podcast a place where we sit with some of the best and brightest minds to explore the changing landscape of careers and what this means for the future of work I'm your host Lotan Narayanan founder and CEO of Off Experiences a platform that equips and enables mid-career professionals to thrive through career transitions Today's episode is a little off the book Before we jump into conversations with these experts that tell us how we can solve a challenge, we first wanted to address the challenges at hand. And who better to lay this than the career transitioners themselves? We have interviewed a set of three different people who are going through three different transitional phases. Professionals who have pivoted, who have come back from a career break, and also new working mothers. Hope you stick with us till the end. Career pivots especially when you've reached a certain position in your professional space can be extremely challenging. Whether it's adapting to a whole new type of work culture and processes, walking in with a beginner's mindset, and even refiguring the definition of success, or as simple as finding companies that actually appreciate your experience rather than question it. There are several obstacles to cross. We spoke to some mid-career transitioners who shared their experiences. So I decided to make the move, move to Amazon as a product manager. One of the toughest and the worst transitions I have gone through. Tough because uh, culture-wise, they are very different uh, companies. Tough also because you have to really change your mindset when you move from one type of role to another type of role. Because when you're thinking analytics, you're thinking in certain ways. You have set pathways. After twelve years of experience, changing that is very, very hard. Expectations are different. People are different. Culture is different. the mistake i made if anything was that i made the transition in terms of the career as well as the company at the same time i amex. wish if i had moved into product with an amex gotten some experience and then moved to you know some other some other company that would have made my life a lot easier it wasn't difficult but the key to that was to kind of shed off the pretense of of something that you were uh, in your past life which was if if i uh, always thought of myself as brand manager ko kona uh then it would be very very difficult now i was an entrepreneur uh, who wanted to take you know more uh, stuff at hand and therefore the organization that i joined was open to kind of absorbing more entrepreneurs because that's that's actually we are great talent we have uh, taken a lot of risk we are one of the smarts in the business uh, it's just that things did not work out right and and therefore for any organization it is great on the other side while it's great for uh, you know a few organizations are kind of broad uh, minded uh, and open to all of this there are a few organizations that actually kind of oh you know offered me a job but at a significant discount at my 2013 salary right wow. so they were not evaluating me for uh, what i brought to the table but kind of uh, you know what striking a deal right so obviously mm-hmm. the deal didn't go through thankfully but it's it's okay a, a more and more people kind of become entrepreneurs uh, if things don't go well there are plenty of jobs available for for them yeah for me it was always a free flowing uh, journey and as i was listening to pratesh i also realized unfortunately in in a world like ours and anywhere else in the market people tend to measure uh, a certain lifespan in a very set way and hence the stereotypes appear you know and because at a certain say if you're in a corporate world two years later you are promoted to a senior manager 
three years later, you're a marketing leader. So it's it's so linear. And unfortunately, people do not embrace the fluidity of what this world can offer. And mostly people out of fear or out of lack of introspection do not land up testing waters in fluidity. Mm-hmm. What I did in the last X number of years in, in my corporate careers, I tested a lot of fluidity, a fluidity mm-hmm. of the environment. And I was also blessed with a lot of great mentors, leaders, <clears throat> and organization who believed in what I brought to the table. So in my head now, when you ask, what are your wins? I think I have had many wins. And mm-hmm. no one, not one point in time, I was looking at a linear growth vertically like this. I was always mapping my life a lot with what I also want to do personally. A lot of these questions boil down to the mindset and clarity with which professionals actually approach their transition. It is true that the organizations equip professionals at the beginning while navigating a role change. But what is more important is for them to acquire this unique talent and also retaining this talent Uh, which requires continuous engagement, both at a behavioral as well as at mindset level. It's actually surprising to know that 40% of career resumers, especially women, actually quit again within the first four months, which means it's more than just finding the job or the right skills, but a lot of it boils down to the mindset with which they approach. The ever-rising doubts of should I, shouldn't I, And how much am I willing to give up is a question that's constantly running in the mind of these resumers. Some of them shared their thoughts with us. If I attend an interview, I get scared because I will get selected. Okay, I'll go to a new job and I will improve myself. I will be in some position. I I will also feel that confidence, everything. But again, if I get a job, what will happen to my kids? So... When I see a no mail that you are not selected, I will be I will feel happy. Okay, I'm going to be with kids. <laughs> but uh, again, I will be okay at that moment. Okay, I, I'm not selected, but I will be with the kids. Okay, it's fine. But two days later, I will be again. Okay, this is not the right thing. Mm. I should have done something to get this job. I should have improved myself. I, that is what I, personal life and growth, it's, it's always back of mind running, running on my head always. So that is also there, Lochan. I have to get out of it and I have to have a clarity whether I should go for a job or I should be with kids. Or can I manage both kids and my job? These are all lots of questions because if it has been one six months or eight or like a few months, I think I would have been going to job. I would have not, uh, but it's been like an eight years gap, right? So I think of a lot of, my questions and I think a lot. I have actually been on a career break for five years after I had a baby. So uh, my question is most organizations take the experience of the candidate as an advantage. For example, by, uh, you know, taking candidates uh, on a lower grade or, you know, getting them to report to a person with a similar past experience. So how do you deal with such situations when you're really looking to get back to the industry? So, you know, you get to, you tend to compromise, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, you just have to get back to the industry. And even though you have a good experience, uh, you know, you have to compromise at some level. You know, we, we do that. But uh, 
you know what is the how to deal with such situations i would say priyanka you know what does progress look like for you you have to first ask yourself right what what does it look like for you to get back into the corporate world and what do you think are some of the trade offs that will come with it right because when we have some goals we pursuing one goal means giving up another when you decided to take a break you were giving up you know you wanted to give more attention to your child and uh, you didn't want to be in this divided attention and that was more important right so you made a trade off similarly when you enter you know you reentering it there will be a trade off right so what is the trade off that you want to live with um, you know we we can't have big goals while uh, and assume that there will be no trade offs that you know we won't have any uh, there won't be any cost of our decisions so there is a cost of taking a break which is that uh, you know if you were the hiring manager for example how would you go about rehiring someone back you'd probably get them at a probably uh, because you aren't sure about how updated they are how relevant they are right now you know considering there's a five year gap so you'll probably you know start them at a smaller you know role smaller responsibility than if they hadn't taken a break and they were already in the thick of things right so if you were in the hiring manager probably you would take a similar decision and then it's up to uh, the candidate which is you that how you work through this and how you again you know beginners mindset anything you do tomorrow you start your own venture uh, priyanka you will be going and asking people who were probably reporting to you to come and buy from you okay and that also will require a lot of rejigging okay wow this is strange like this person used to report to me and i'm like can you buy my product you know can mm-hmm. you try my service so kuch to trade off hoga right and then you have to see what you're okay with of course we also have resumers at the other end of the spectrum professionals like nana have absolute clarity on what they want from their career and are willing to put in the effort to get it and it's all the more important for organizations to keep an eye out for professionals like them absorb them for they actually end up being the most resilient employees in the ecosystem i was actually very sure of the fact that i wanted to get back to the corporate role when i returned to india i just didn't know when it would happen but in my mind it was it's going to happen eventually and this is where i want to be and i i knew it would not be easy i had to do the hard work i had to assess if my skills had changed over the years and uh, like i mentioned before as well like it was my responsibility to tell the employer that i'm not obsolete right i'm ready to learn i'm ready to relearn and i'm ready to pick up from where i left and even if that meant taking on a work sample joining the reentry internship program which i did uh, right which which then will lead you on to a more permanent role if if you're good enough it, it you know things will fall in place so mm-hmm. i was really ready to prove myself my worth and gain back that credibility without without feeling any shame about it another phase of transition that's often overlooked is that of a new mother returning to work after her maternity leave While these women may have decided to not take a sabbatical and to continue working, their situation has changed. They've gone from working in one full-time role to now juggling two full-time roles. And questions of balancing priorities and handling the mom guilt are perennial. To add to that, they are also put through pressure by society, by their families, by their friends and are expected to be a certain way both as a mom and as a professional to top that the doubts and unconscious biases that are projected by their managers and their teammates only make this entire process that much more difficult for these new moms so a lot of mothers or rather new working mothers ask themselves this question of saying if i really am not enjoying my work 
and if i'm really going to struggle every day and handle these biases and be sidelined by my organization i still need to put in about 8 hours of work is it really worth it and a lot of these doubts and questions basically push them to take the decision to not continue working about 70% of women in india actually quit their jobs post motherhood and very few return post a career break we spoke to a lot of these working mothers who shared their experiences and we are sharing some of them here as to how they handled these sticky situations i think i took a shot at it early on um, you know when i joined genpack because uh, genpack here i'm doing a you know uk shift while i'm supporting 24/7 but i basically i'm logged in from 12 to 9 10 is, is that's what my shift is looking like before this i've always done a 9 to 6 job so when i joined genpack it was a bit of shocker for me while i was aware the shift that i'm joining i had never done this earlier and and with managing it with a kid and this is about 2 years back so my daughter was not even one and a half year old then so i mean i was just going completely crazy and i sat down with my husband and i told him one day uh, you know i I've, I've been, i never thought that i would say this but i told him i sat down and i told him that look i'm going to quit i'm i'm not going to uh, you know be able to continue mm-hmm. with this he said i'm absolutely okay with it but knowing the kind of person you are i know you're going to regret this you're going to make my life hell after that and and i don't want you to give up on this mm-hmm. uh, and i'm sure our daughter would neither she would love to see a mother have a career as well so uh, you know he sat me down he explained to me that you know if you need some time off speak to your supervisors and never in my head had i thought that my bosses would be comfortable with such a thought so me having that conversation me picking up the conversation i mm-hmm. thought was completely forbidden and i shouldn't be doing that but you know i realized that before i give up why not give it a shot and i went ahead and i spoke to my boss and i said that you know my daughter is really young right now she needs me when she's going to bed and all of that so is it okay you know while i will make sure that i wrap up my work and if there's anything that's client based if, if there's presentation if there's something which needs me i'll be available uh, but is it okay if i be away from my system sort of log out early like you know 7:30 8ish types and i was completely taken aback by the i was i was pleasantly surprised the reaction i got i mean it was completely it was accepted with a lot of grace i've had uh, 11 change of hands in the last 2 years and all of them have been extremely supportive so that just speaks about the culture genpact has uh, that also says that don't have pre assumptions um, don't hold back yourself these limitations are all in our head i have two children 6 and 11 and uh, you know when my first, i was expecting my first one we had the maternity leave only for 3 months 84 days to be precise so this one uh, incident sort of stands out you know in my entire experience i was back in office on day 85 i used to be working for kpmg those days and there was pin drop silence on the floor everyone looked at me and sort of moved on some of my team members were traveling so they were not in office and there was this managing partners ea who was sitting you know a few uh, places ahead of me so she came up to me you know about an hour after i had come to work and then she said are you okay i said yeah i'm fine and then she says uh, is the baby okay i said yeah fine and she says uh, then why are you in office 
And I said, why shouldn't I be in office? She says, you know, nobody in the history of this firm has come back exactly after three months are over. So she said, I didn't know how to ask you, but I thought maybe something had happened to the baby. And that's why you had, you know, to as a diversion, you had decided to come back to office. And I found that absurd. My mother was a working woman, right? She went back immediately after both her pregnancies. And my brother and I were brought up by literally a string of babysitters. So for us, this was a very normal experience. And it's only when, you know, I had this experience with KPMG is when I realized that perhaps everybody's experience was very different, right? Most women and their exposure to what they can do and how they can manage their lives and their careers once a baby comes is very, is limited in some sense. So I would say this is one thing that stands out and What this could also translate over a period of time is when people don't expect you to show up there, it's hard for them to plan a sort of a career for you once you show up. I had very tough customers. I was also the one who had to launch the whiskey portfolio within the company. And it was the first time we were launching the whiskey portfolio. And I remember this conversation with one of my leadership team. I mean, one of the person who was so skeptical because I had had a baby and would take me for coffee breaks after everyone. I said, you will be able to manage, right? You know, it's whiskey, right? You'll be able to manage because whiskey is so, the moment you say whiskey, it's like, it's male, all male, you know, customers, consumers. I think the category in itself, you don't look at the category as a feminine category. So, uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a gender bias role. Don't worry. You know, it's, it's, it's not a gender bias role. I think what came handy uh, to me was that I was very con- confrontational in all, uh, in all these conversations. I didn't beat around the bush. Every time anybody had a conversation, I was very confrontational and I was very objective in my discussions. It was never my field versus your field. The moment you put objectivity on the table uh, with whoever you're discussing, you're having a conversation with, especially in business, when it is you versus a customer, you, another team member, you, an agency, etc. People understand the larger uh, elephant in the room is actually the task and not the person. So then slowly they all become very, uh, uh, you know, task oriented and uh, uh, and then the soft skill also starts to weave in with the task and in, you eventually get there. So objectivity plus confrontation in my view has worked for me in this male dominated industry. All the people we spoke with for this episode came from a space of self-awareness imbibed after years of experience both pleasant and otherwise. But the truth is, while everyone in this phase of life undergoes similar experiences, not everyone reacts to it in the same manner. Most require an ecosystem that supports their situation and addresses their questions and doubts in order to thrive through these career transitions. In the upcoming episodes, we will be interviewing industry leaders and allies of these professionals to find out how they're working towards building this ecosystem and addressing the need of the hour to ensure these careers remain uninterrupted. Career Uninterrupted podcast is brought to you by Off Experience, a pioneering platform that equips and enables mid-career professionals to thrive through career transitions across life stages.